buddy. Yes, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another special Facts versus Rhetoric episode in the series Connecting the Dots. This is part six, and right off the bat, I owe everyone a huge apology. I want to apologize to all of you who listened to part five. Me and my public school education spent the entire episode mispronouncing Sri Lanka. I was saying Sri Lanka, and I didn't catch it when I was editing the episode, and then after I published it, I listened to it, and that's all I could hear. So I'm very, truly sorry to my listeners in Sri Lanka, and I'm sorry to all of you for having to suffer through that Bush League excuse for English. Hopefully you were able to persevere and see how a bad idea that is based on a falsehood leads to human suffering. This is a disturbing trend that is coincidentally happening all over the world. Actually, it's not the whole world, just countries with ties to certain global organizations. Have you ever thought about that, right? Like why are most of the social issues that require that constant activism just in the West these aren't even a thing in other parts of the world, right? Tribes in Africa have never heard of a man identifying as a woman or vice versa. A Kayapo tribesman hunting wildlife in the Amazon with a freaking blowgun has never heard the word vegan. Do you think the Sentinelese who live in a small island in the Indian Ocean have conversations about equality of outcome? They will kill anyone who tries to make landfall in their island. And I, I, honestly, I can't blame them. We've destroyed so many cultures and beliefs with our tolerance above morality approach. Tribes in remote parts of the world and pretty much anyone who has a hard life with suffering and daily hardships and getting enough food and water to survive, these people don't have time for the social bullshit that has destroyed our country, in my opinion, right? When you have to hunt and kill your next meal you have a singular focus on survival. You don't have the luxury of pressing the order now button on your supercomputer phone in your hand and the food arriving at your door in 30 minutes. You could probably find someone on Craigslist to fucking feed it to you, right? My point is we're so bored and lazy and spoiled that we have the luxury of time to bitch about things that don't matter and worse, they further divide us. I just think about it. If a boat carrying 10 men and 10 women crashed onto a deserted island, what would happen? Would all the women just turn into a bunch of boss bitches? Move over, boys. We're going to hunt and build shelter. Hold my purse. And would the guys sit around and apologize for their privilege? No. There's no time for that shit. When push comes to shove and you need to survive, all of a sudden, we're on the merit system. Right? The best ones at catching fish and hunting wildlife become your food gatherers. And the others find other roles in the community. You can't lay around, complain, be a victim and not do shit and just take up resources. You're going to be voted off the island. So for what it's worth, all of this environmental, social and government's nonsense is a novel idea sold to people with too much fucking time on their hands. Now, you want to talk specifics with me about actual events? I'm game. But this, this generalization and all this racism, transphobia, planet destruction, all this stuff that just exists in the ether that we have to fight at our own peril makes no sense to me, right? Thinking for yourself, thinking critically, being skeptical, not complying in advance, and not going along with a bad idea, 
based on a falsehood is how we can write the plane. I, like a lot of people, feel like we are on the proverbial nosedive. We've covered the climate lie that's used to further the human suffering. We stopped growing food because the climate experts who've been wrong every time, all the time, told us we need to. We just laid out a recent example from Sri Lanka on how human suffering results from this misguided and deeply flawed logic. And the one-two punch of the climate lie is food and energy, the two most important things people need in addition to shelter. And today, I wanted to briefly talk about the self-inflicted energy crisis we find ourselves in and connect the dots between the few controlling the food and fuel as the easiest way to control the many. Again, I'm giving you worst case scenario because right or wrong, if enough of us do what I'm advocating for, thinking for yourself, thinking critically, being skeptical, not complying in advance and not going along with a bad idea, based on a falsehood, we'll be fine. Always remember there are three groups. Group one, the people who blindly follow what authority tells them without question. You gotta watch out for these guys. They're responsible for every tyranny in history. You cannot reason with them. You can't debate them. You can't change their mind because they don't have any of their own beliefs. They only have what authority tells them. These people are dangerous. They are the people who will rat you out to the authorities because of their no belief and because they despise you and your ability to think for yourself and your ability to enjoy your life. Group two are the people who know authority is not telling the truth, who know authority is withholding the truth, but they don't disobey or speak up because they're worried about the consequences of doing so. They claim to have beliefs, but that's bullshit because their beliefs are trumped by fear of actually sticking to their beliefs, no matter the consequences. This group is also responsible for all the tyrannies in history, mainly due to their silence and fear of consequences. They'll whisper to you like, oh, I think this is such bullshit, but they still play the game, okay? Then there's group three, yeah, baby. The brave souls in group three who think for themselves, think critically, they're skeptical as fuck, they do not obey in advance, and they will never go along with a bad idea based on a lie. This group has ended every tyranny in history. The people in group three know who have the real power, the many. They know the few only have the power that is given to them. They have beliefs that they are willing to fight for. When your beliefs have a backbone, when you really believe in them, then you are uncontrollable. I am only aware of two motivating factors in the world, fear and money. People only do things for those two reasons. And if your beliefs supersede your fear and your greed, you are the few's worst nightmare. You are uncontrollable. And even worse than that, your superpowers may be contagious to the people of group two. You may dare inspire them to think for themselves. You may even, I don't know, start a podcast. Sacrifice your time and money to hopefully help people start living for themselves, help people enjoy their life, and help people not unintentionally enslave our fucking kids. We achieve that by getting as many people as possible from group two into group three. That is my goal. That is what I believe I need to do to have my actions match my words. Transparency is the cure. This climate lie that we all have to do whatever the elites who profit from the hoax tell us to do in the name of climate change altruism, that lie 
can only lead us to human suffering. We did food last episode, and we have talked about fossil fuels in the previous episodes, but wanted just to connect the dots between the two. Remember the problem, action, solution. The problem, those damn emissions are going to render this planet uninhabitable in 10 years. Holy shit, we need renewable energy now. We need windmills, solar, battery-powered cars. We need nuclear. What? No, we don't profit off a clean energy source that can power the planet for billions of years. We need renewable things that China makes and that we can sell. Also, renewable products that we can turn off and on based on your compliance. Fossil fuel has to go because it's dirty. Not because fossil fuel gives people freedom or because fossil fuel feeds every fucking machine on the planet or because fossil fuel has given everyone on the planet an affordable energy source that has increased human flourishment. Nope, it's dirty. We're going to need you to suffer so we can clean up all this carbon dioxide that these machines and people produce as a result of their flourishment. We have to do something about all this CO2, the gas of life that's making the plants, crops, and trees greener. Also, in the coincidence department, the more expensive energy is, the more human suffering occurs. Have we noticed that all of their policies are geared towards human suffering? Hey, let's shut down the Keystone Pipeline. Ooh, good one. Let's not allow any gas or oil exploration on federal land. Ooh, yeah. Let's start a proxy war in Ukraine and sanction Russia. The sanctions don't affect Russia. They affect all of those who benefit from Russian resources. The rest of the world doesn't give a shit about our imperialism or organized crime like foreign policy. China, India, and any other free-thinking country will still buy Russian goods if the price is right. So we're actually sanctioning ourselves. Brilliant. Let's blow up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Let's sell all of our strategic petroleum reserves because the price is high. Now we don't have any petroleum reserves in case of a real emergency. You know, an actual emergency when we can't get any supply. Not that it's, oh, it's too expensive because of our own policies. So the cost of fossil fuel is going way up because the supply is not growing. They've squashed exploration and any investment in drilling and refining while simultaneously lowering the purchasing power of our money. So that's buying less. So the cost will continue to go up. Oh, let's switch to electric. But we generate the majority of our electricity from fossil fuels. Wind and solar, I mean, they're unreliable and there is no way in a thousand lifetimes we can ever replace the fossil fuel with wind and solar. Well, we here in group one don't pay any attention to your very logical points regarding the hypocrisies of the renewable narrative. Even though everything they're telling us makes no sense and there is no way anything that they propose has a snowball's chance in hell of working, we're on board 100%. Let's ditch the one energy source that maximizes human flourishment all over the planet. Because, you know, without fossil fuel, we cannot feed any of the machines that do all of the work for us. All right, the farming equipment, the irrigation, the, I don't know, the, the whole fucking supply chain of ships, trains, trucks, and planes. Well, that's okay. Everyone in group one is eager to get back to manual labor and let's bring down that life expectancy back into the 30s. Think of how that will improve our carbon footprint. After all, we the humans are the problem. So the problem, human flourishment, the action, group one's leading the charge to sacrifice for the planet. Their insanity is broadcasted on repeat. Your perception is subconsciously influenced and before you know it, your perception controls your beliefs and then your actions. So the action is no more farming, no more fossil fuels. And the solution, well, in order to save the planet, we'll be banning fossil fuels and farming. We've said it before, I've said it many times, but it bears repeating. The welfare of humanity is always the alibi of the tyrants. 
being skeptical in my life has helped me understand that no one gives a shit about me other than me. No politician or global corporation cares about my welfare. They care about my money and my power that I will give them in exchange for safety or whatever the fuck they're trying to sell me. And here is where we need to connect the dots. Say we go through with all of the shit they have convinced a majority of people that we need to do. Let's just play, let's just play the game. We eliminate farming, the reliable food supply, and we transition to, I don't even know what, synthetic food. We eliminate the affordable fossil fuels and transition to electric fucking everything. Say we do all of that and things get worse. We suffer, we starve, we freeze, we get heat stroke. All the things that we know will happen because they are happening. Do you remember Texas when it got cold and their electric grid went down and people froze? Right? We know there are a million examples of these things not working, not these renewables not being able to replace what is currently working. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't try to do hybrid and try to get better at producing energy and be more efficient. That's not saying not to do that, but there are plenty of examples of all these proposed alternatives not fucking working when we need them to. And I'm sorry, the people that sell us this shit will not be cold, will not be hungry. They'll be fine. So say we do all that and things get worse, right? People in group one will be like, oh, this suffering thing is so virtuous. I'm such a good person. I haven't eaten in two days because, you know, I care. And people in group two will be like, this is bullshit. We should have listened to those fucking people in group three. Hey, group three, you were right. What should we do now? And people in group three would be like, well, welcome to the revolution. Things are going to be a lot harder now. And here's the part where I need you to pay attention because this is the worst case scenario. I'm just trying to illustrate here, trying to warn about, right? Since we eliminated all of our freedoms in exchange for solutions to bad ideas based on a lie, we may find ourselves living in some sort of mass surveillance state with QR codes and access to society is based on your compliance. Like China, their vision of our tomorrow is China today, where the state decides what we can do based on our individual carbon footprint. MasterCard is already doing this. Pretty soon, you'll have a carbon footprint score in your fucking credit card statement. What's the goal of that? Where's that one going? They will control us because we have to save the planet. And by the time everyone realizes that they don't care about the planet as much as they do their own happiness, and by the time everyone realizes that the self-sacrificing we made on behalf of a planet didn't make a fucking lick of difference, by the time everyone realizes that the people who sold us this BS do not have to watch their own carbon footprint, don't have to eat genetically modified crickets, they don't have to suffer when everyone realizes their actions don't match their words. It's going to be so much harder to do something about it because we will not have any leverage. That's why we always need to be out in front of these things. Freedom is leverage. Once they have the many controlled and can turn off your access to basic human necessities, how the F are you going to resist? Is it going to be easier now or then? And yes, I get it. I get it. This is a dystopian nightmare and it's worst case scenario. And yes, I agree. It sounds crazy on its face, but I just ask you, just please look around because it seems to me and a lot of other people, things are pointing in that direction. I want to be wrong so bad. I want there to be evidence that I'm not seeing that can disprove my concerns that can make me sleep better at night. I haven't found any. 
All I've found is that at every turn, the few in power are making the many suffer needlessly in the name of fill it in, climate change, inclusion, equity, whatever that is. And what I hope everyone can understand is that no one is coming to save us. Be honest. If you're a Democrat in 2008, you thought Obama would save you. And if you were a Republican in 2016, you thought Trump would save you. In 2020, if you were a Democrat, you thought Biden would save you. And in 2022, if you were a Republican, you think Elon will save you. No one will save us. We need to save ourselves. And I'm trying to communicate the concern we should all have. And I'm also trying to communicate the time-tested solution to this problem that has been proven effective every time it's been deployed in history. Think for yourself. Think critically. Be skeptical. Don't comply in advance. Never go along with a bad idea based on a falsehood. Get something else to add to that list? Email me. Or just add it to your list. Like, I don't even need to be involved, right? This, isn't, this is your toolkit to do your part, to preserve your liberty. And you want to get pumped up? Do you want to get refocused on what our goals should be first and foremost when we wake up in the morning? Read some of the words that the founding fathers wrote. You know, the people that fought for their fucking freedom, that fought a war to be free, to be able to do what they wanted to do. Listen to what those people had to say after they did all the hard work. Because we've been enjoying the fruits of their labor and we've lost focus on what the goal should be every time we wake up. Quote, you will never know how much it costs my generation to preserve your freedom. I hope you will make a good use of it. End quote, John Adams. The spirit of resistance to government is so valuable on certain occasions that I wish it to be always kept alive. Thomas Jefferson. The price of freedom is eternal vigilance. Thomas Jefferson. Freedom and not servitude is the cure of anarchy, as religion and not atheism is the true remedy for superstition. Edmund Burke. We have no government armed with power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. John Adams. I don't want to be a fun sponge, but we have to put the phone down and do some work. You need to get yourself into group three. You need to get as many people as you know into group three. You don't have to think how anyone else thinks or do what anyone else does. Disagreement and conversation is encouraged in group three. You're among friends who want to learn, who want to be right and not opinionated. Here at group three, we are truly the most inclusive bunch of assholes ever assembled. People in group three understand tolerance is okay up into a point. Then it becomes a vice. People in group three understand tolerance is a two-way street. Tolerance isn't, you have to be tolerant of my shit or else you'll get the, due to our community inclusion guidelines, we have to exclude you. So I would like to thank everyone for joining us again on this special series, Connecting the Dots. Up next, we will look at censorship and how it is weaponized to sell you the narrative that will change your perception and control your behavior. All doctors do agree if you censor the ones that don't. And I'll give you some homework for the next episode. Very simple, but you need to put a lot of thought into it. Think about the person you want to be in charge of what we can say. 
So, unless I'm suicided by the Clintons, we'll talk again soon.